0: Yo what's going on y'all it's your boy so so in case you ain't know so and welcome back to another episode of sports with so so make sure you guys are subscribed to the podcast on all streaming platforms and following us on social media as we continue to give you the latest when it comes to sports big news alert guys UFC 264 live at Grails Sports with SoSo. Make sure you guys check us out. We're going to be there in the building. And as for the episode, man, we get into the Marlins. We check in with the fights from this weekend and we give you a little update in the world of soccer with Euros going on and Copa America. It's time to take a ride, y'all. Let's go. Um, so for sure we're going, uh, to grails after this, right?
1: Um, depends how long this episode runs, my friend, how long this takes. No, I'm come down on. to go grab a drink. I'm just like, kidding. Or I'm down to go, come go on, grab a dog. drink. And go saw my face
0: change, like, <laughs> we gotta drastically, go. Listen,
1: dog. it's a priority because we got to go scope it out and make trip. sure it is right for the peoples. You know what I'm saying?
0: Absolutely. And, um, you probably heard it in the intro, but this is it, dog. Joel, give him the, give him the, Give me that one. No. Wrong one. That's why I have the...
1: That's the one you want. That's the
0: one I... That's why I wrote the names on there for you, cuz.
1: Okay. We can take it from the top. You want to do it from... We can take it from the top. Nothing
0: happened. (laughs) Hit me with the horn, cuz. Here we go, boy. Major news, guys. It's officially official. Joel, so-so, sports with so-so. We're going to be live at Grails July 10th. Um, That's a Saturday night. And not only are we going to be at Grail's, we're going to be at Grail's watching UFC 264, which is going to be McGregor versus Poirier 3. The trilogy. The trilogy, dog. And, man, honestly, I think UFC has taken, like, the torch when it comes to trilogies because you see that way more often in MMA than you used to see it in boxing.
1: And it's way more exciting in MMA, in my opinion.
0: For sure. There's no doubt about that. It's gonna be exciting because the fight is obviously gonna be dope. Um, you got two really, really good guys at the peak of their careers. McGregor's at the peak right now. You know, is he at the peak? Yeah, bro. Because he he's not past the peak of his career. Nah, because technically he he can fall off right and then be like, I'm done, and still be hey, I was still fighting at the top level because that's what he's doing now. Mm-hmm. The winner of this fight is getting a belt. There's no doubt about that. For Poirier, it's the same thing. If he if he stays champ. Then it's not like he's giving that shit up. He's gonna to continue to be the champ as long as he oh, wants. I
1: wasn't questioning Poirier. I think he's he I would same agree thing there. with Connor. He's at his peak. I you think Connor's it? past his prime. You though. think
0: Connor lose if he Connor wins? You think he's not gonna fight again? Oh, absolutely. If he okay, wins, so but then, I don't think he's gonna win. But oh, I feel like it. I spoil my pick already. Absolutely, you did. But what I'm saying is this: for Connor, there's a lot of money in him winning. You know, and if he's about his business, he can make more money if he wins. He do, he ain't trying to lose, though. Uh, 100%. He but he has enough
1: money where there's no incentive for him, <laughs> but to just complete the contract that he has with Dana White Maybe. for the bouts that he needs to fight in, and, and then that's it. Just collect on his paycheck and go sit proper 12 to the end of the day. To the days. end of the day.
0: You know? I feel you, but the big news is that we're going to be there live to watch it so we're inviting all of you guys to come out and ladies to come out spend the night at grails they got amazing food amazing drinks the vibe is going to be off the chain if you guys went for the champions league uh episode then you guys know what what it's all about and if you've never been to grails this is a perfect opportunity to come and get that first taste of it because i'm i promise you i'm not gonna disappoint or hype it up this place is the shit so make sure you guys uh click the link when we put it up on the Instagram page. It's going to be there in a couple of days where you guys can go and make your reservations, lock down your spot, because trust me, they're going to go fast. This place always sell out.
1: You so don't want to miss out.
0: Don't miss out. Do not miss out, because I promise you, it's going to be a great time. Trust me. I'm ready. I know, dog. I can't wait.
1: That's going to be a lit, 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 lit time.
0: Lit time, dog. Lit, lit. time. Um, Man, something else that was pretty lit over the weekend were the Marlins. You know, they actually got... To bounce back a little bit, they broke that four-game losing streak and got oh, a dub. That, but that that, against game, that, the Nationals. that
1: losing streak was brutal, really brutal. bro. Was obviously, after last week's episode came out, you know, we we were playing against Chicago and and,
0: and then we started the series against the Blue Jays. And
1: man, we just couldn't we couldn't put together anything, man. I mean, we played well, right, against Chicago to start it because it was
0: like, all right, fuck, we lost enough. Let's let's get back on track. And then, man, we go out there and lose those first those two games against Toronto or I guess Buffalo, Blue Jays, whatever. Um, and that shit really set us back. It really set us back because we were really trending in the direction where we could have got real close to 500. You know, we would have been probably 38 or 37 and 42. Five games, very doable in baseball. When you don't win these games that you know you should be getting at least one in each little series that you play, right. you really hurt yourself. And we saw it. We saw it. Because they're still in fifth place in the East. They, you know, it's not like much has changed. The The good thing about it is that we're seeing good performances, but just individual performances. It's not like great team performances. Yeah. Even though in the two games we did take from the Nationals, offensively, we were on it. You know, we were on it. So uh, what
1: happened there? Why couldn't we close those out?
0: It comes down to the closing, man, and the relief pitching. You know, like, for instance.
1: it's like It's like a broken record at this point. Absolutely.
0: Like Jimmy Garcia, man, like. The other day, he comes into the game against one of these games against the National. It was actually the one we won, 3-2. He comes into the game, and first batter he he faces, you know, we're up. It's a one-run game. We're on the road, bottom of the ninth. and No, we're home. I'm sorry, top, top of the ninth. And this dude, first fucking batter he faces, gives up a hit. And in your mind, you're like, all right, here we go again, you know? Luckily, he was able to work himself out of it and get the save. He has 12 saves on the season, which is pretty good, really good. But he has like 15 blown opportunities, and that shit sucks. That shit just sucks. Those it doesn't cut it. the saves. Absolutely, you know. And for a guy like him, bro, where we know he has the talent, right, especially right. as a pitcher, young pitcher, We just expect better. Like Pablo Lopez, he was another one that has been pitching well as of late. He's only 4-4 and on the season, but his win was the one that broke the losing streak against the Nationals. And he's doing a better job of saying, you know what, I'm going to try to play to my strengths, put the ball in play, let my defense do its thing, and then let the guys come up and hit. However, they feel comfortable, and that and that game we happen to put up 11 runs. We had, uh, which,
1: is, which is crazy. We just lost four games in a row, and now we're, we're putting up- we're
0: putting up 11 runs. And then in those four games that we lose, it's shutout against the Cubs, one run against the Blue Jays, one run against the against the Blue Jays again, and then three runs against the Nationals before we explode. So,
1: Like the inconsistency, man. What is that?
0: It's I don't know if it's even a coach thing, bro. Because uh. how do you blame you know? Madden to say, hey, right. what's going on here? How come these guys – they're young. They're young. Because then
1: they come out and put up 11 runs.
0: And then the next day everybody's fucking four for five and, and everybody on the team has an RBI for that day. And it's like, what the hell just happened here? But that's the excitement in watching the Marlins because you never know <laughs> what you're wh- going to get. I love <laughs> Forrest Gump, you know. It's crazy. It's crazy. But at least, like I said, we're seeing the individual performances really – Show out. Like Zach Thompson, he's the rookie that, yep, that yep. started off awesome. He got his second win of the season, struck out 11 in six innings, looking solid and looking like a young player who really has his head on straight and is like, man, I'm in the majors. Not only am I going to try my best, I'm really going to work on my game and study myself in order to get better, not only for my sake, but for the team's sake. Because I'm sure he looks at the pitching rotation and goes, yeah, I could probably get, get in there. And give myself 20 games. And now in my own little contract that I may have a little, you know, benefit or uh, what's that thing called? A bonus where you pitch 20 games or you pitch in 25. An incentive. It's an incentive. And now you're hitting those milestones as as a professional baseball player, quote unquote. Man, that kid's hungry. And he proves it every time he goes out there. He gives his all. And I love seeing shit like that because that lets me know the young talent isn't just focused on... Being a pro, right, and the benefits that come with being a pro, Nah, they're focused on making this team really good. And they're taking a lot of that leadership from guys like Marte, guys like Duval, who are seasoned vets and have been around different clubhouses and know what it's like to be a pro and also be a productive professional player. If the Marlins can learn that shit, that'll help the inconsistencies that'll help them. Well, let it's me
1: safe. ask you this cuz you just brought them up. What's up with our boys Duval and, and Aguilar over this these last 6-7 game stretch that we've had? Um, where, where are they Duv- at?
0: Duval had a really good game against the Nationals where I, he went 4 for 4. I, it was mostly all singles, but he's that's on base and for a game like that, you're you're on Let's see, 1,000%. Yeah, he's batting 1,000 on <laughs> so, uh, uh,
1: that.
0: Not only batting 1,000, but your on-base percentage is just going through the roof, making you look like a stud. Both of those guys are still kind of in the same range. Duvall right now has him with 53 RBIs. Um, Aguilar still has 51. <clears throat> but I'm pretty, sure, wise, I'm pretty
1: sure Duvall had 52 when we spoke last week. Yeah, he's gotten one more. One RBI and how many games has he played now?
0: I think it was four or three.
1: So, yeah, like you know what I'm saying?
0: But that's why I told you, you need to sell high on guys like that. If they're calling for him. If they're calling and saying, What's up? What are you taking for the ball? Shit, what are you offering? This is my minimum. (laughs) That's why, because he's a 32 year old guy who, again, for all the great things he does for the squad, he just is a limited player. You rather give opportunities to younger guys. You know, we saw them bring up Jesus Sanchez. Mm -hmm. And immediately in the first game or first three days that the kid's up there, he hits a home run. You're like, Yeah, this kid needs to play. Like, maybe not every day. You don't start them every day, but you need to give these guys the reps. Yeah. The opportunity, reps, you know, to get well, to get better. Same thing with pitching. Um, the Zach Thompson kid, he needs to pitch more games. He needs to be in that rotation.
1: Yeah, because he was nasty in the minors. Nasty in the <laughs> minors. So there's only so many more, so much he can get out of that competition. Now he needs major league competition to get further in his career.
0: And not only that, Jay, like, we see that he's, he can hang. Right he can hang. He's not like he's getting his ass kicked and six runs every time he pitches. Nah. nah my dog is actually doing his, his job own. holding his own. It's it's tough to see like even Alcantara, he hasn't been pitching the great the greatest that he could this year. But he puts in a good performance against Max Scherzer. He gets hit up for those four earned runs which again really weren't on him because they got the pitcher who was pitching at the time was the one who gave up the home run. So Yeah, your man's on base. That counts towards your ERA. But he had a really good game. And if the bats had been playing, that game probably comes down as a no decision for him. But he's another young pitcher that you're like, you know what? I need to get this guy as many opportunities to pitch every four, five, six days as possible. And not worry about, coño, do we make the playoffs? Do we not? Is it this? Does his contract uh, give him an incentive for 50 games? Like, no, nah, man, just go out there. Let the talent play. Let it all sort itself out. That way we have a good idea what what foundation we have and what we need to do to build it. Because yeah. it's obvious that we have something here, dog.
1: No, I, I think Maybe so, the man.
0: record doesn't show it, but we have something. We got, here.
1: We got talent, though. But uh, something that I just thought about that I wanted to ask you, um, actually, a listener um, requested this. Uh, we had a listener oh, yeah? submit a question. Uh, they wanted to know what's your take on everything going on in the in MLB right now with uh, the pitchers and the sticky substances and them getting you know checked every other inning for substances and whatnot. What, what's your thoughts on everything that's going on right now on that?
0: This is one of the reasons that I feel baseball is failing in this country. Baseball is always going to be popular within the Latin community. Too many countries, especially Latin communities, big Latin countries play baseball so baseball is never going to go away as long as there are latin or hispanic immigrants in this country baseball is going to be watched people are going to play it etc 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 major league baseball is really doing themselves a disservice when they do stupid shit like this because for the longest time it was kind of like a rule within the game where it's like, oh, the pitcher can do everything he has to do in order to gain an advantage on the hitter, you know. And they would have the jelly and this and the petroleum jelly is on their ankle. And if you see them touch the black, glo- the back of their glove or some shit, that's all part of baseball. And what baseball sucks at is enforcing those dumb rules, right? And not enforcing rules that makes the game exciting, that makes the game different. Like for instance, there was a lot of going about uh, this banana league, some shit like that. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, I did see that. You actually. saw that right? that, right? Looks really interesting.
0: Tell me you wouldn't the banana wanna,
1: league rules. Tell me you wouldn't
0: buy a twenty game package to that game if you were in that little ass town.
1: It, it sounds pretty cool. It sounds. I would. I think I would. Absolutely. More so than buying season tickets for you know, for any team, anything, anything.
0: Yeah. even if it's the Dodgers, just
1: because of the sheer format. <clears throat> the sheer format is enticing enough for a fan. It's entertainment. And baseball
0: is not entertaining right now. It's just not. Unless you love this game, unless you have a child that plays this game, unless you grew up watching this game, if you're a casual person, you're hardly turning on uh, a baseball game. I'll give you an example, Joel. Tonight, you got game one of the the NHL Stanley Cup Finals, right? Mm -hmm. Montreal versus Tampa Bay. We hope Tampa Bay wins because A home team Florida and B we want to be able to say we lost
1: to the champs. That's my reasoning. That's it. You know Those me. Two reasons. You know me player.
0: But I guarantee you more people will probably tune into that game than any other game of regular season baseball this year. For obvious reasons. Oh well, yeah. But even even with like it being the quote unquote slow season for sports, that that Event is gonna generate more views than any baseball event, even if it was a first day of the playoffs, like a wild card game during the day, which they tend to do. Where hey, we're gonna have a wild card game, but it's gonna be Wednesday at twelve while you're at work and all you right. can't watch it and on your nobody phone. Nobody
1: knows what happened. Yeah,
0: man, that's the type of shit that baseball does, and I'm like, you're whack.
1: Plus, they have the worst commissioner in the lead in of all the. Major he's sports whack. In my opinion. Robert Manfred, right?
0: Whack, yeah, Terrible. he's whack. He's whack. That's why baseball is whack. No,
1: I, I agree. So
0: them doing to, – to tie it back to the question, right, for me, when baseball starts to do shit like that, it turns me away. It turns me away because I don't want to see – especially if I'm sitting down there, bro, at a game, and I see the ref come out – like the umpire come out to like pat this guy down like if, he see, like if he's going inside a jail or some shit – I don't need to see that for five minutes of the fucking game.
1: Well, you can see the frustration because you just you brought up a guy, uh, you know, before we got into that in Scherzer. Scherzer, that he he was frustrated and he let it out, and he you know he's one of the best pitchers in the in the game right now, and has been for a few years. That
0: guy doesn't have to cheat.
1: Exactly, that's my point. And you know you can see the honest frustration coming from him when he's like unbuttoning or doing you know undoing his belt and untucking <laughs> his jersey and like throwing his hat and his glove down. Like, what more do you want from me? But the único
0: que le faltaba ahí was to take off his pants.
1: Right. But I think somebody actually did that the other day. Yeah, somebody they else did. Took off his <laughs> pants, uh, their own pants, I should say, not somebody, not Max, not shirt. somebody else's. Um, pants. But you know, the the whole thing is that the data shows now that you know certain pitches are not coming in, or there's like a higher percentage of hits now, or whatever. You know, so now they're. Basically justifying, you know, the reasoning behind it. But to me, same deal. It's like, dude, like, you're you're not going to regulate steroids properly. You're not going to regulate cheating properly. Like, well, what's this overcorrection for? Like, in the middle, like, right now, in the middle of the in season. In the
0: middle of the season. For what? Fix something else, bro. Fix something else. You have a fucking, the stupid, stupidest rules in any freaking sport. Because of these, quote, unquote, Old 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 style baseball, old school baseball. Get the fuck out of here with that, bro! Baseball, it's twenty twenty one, damn near twenty twenty two. Yeah, we don't need to.
1: Golf isn't that like stuck up anymore. I mean, they are, but like not. They're more for the. They're trying to really grow the game of golf. We've talked about it. Does things all the time to you know expanded and things like that and changed things up and have different, you know, like the match that's coming up now between Shambo uh, and Brady and whatnot, you know, all that stuff. But going back to the banana rules, if you guys haven't heard, this is for you guys. Bro, I'm how gonna, awesome. I'm going to go over some, of the, some of the rules. So, number one, every inning counts. Uh, the team that scores the most runs in any inning gets a point. The first team to five points wins the game. So that the, the basic format is, you know, way different than, than baseball. Uh, there's a two-hour time limit. Uh, there's no stepping out, so batters can't step out of the batter's box once an at bat starts. So you know there's a lot of wasted time in baseball, so that speeds up that aspect of the game. There's absolutely no bunting, so you can't bunt or attempt to bunt the ball. Yeah, if you batters can steal first on a wild pitch, I like that. Love that. That's that's a mass scramble like right there. Like I, I like that. You um, better be a good catcher. Yep. Here's an interesting one too. No <laughs> walks allowed. If a pitcher throws the fourth ball, it becomes a sprint. The hitter will take off sprinting to the first while the catcher has to throw the ball around to every defensive player on the field before it comes live. The hitter can advance to as many bases as he can before the ball becomes live. The ball does not have to touch the catcher or the pitcher.
0: That's a little bit crazy. (laughs)
1: That's
0: a little bit crazy, but I can see the entertainment in it. Exactly.
1: It's more bang bang, you know, just like in basketball, dude. Like in basketball, you got that constant action. Baseball, bro, it it gets boring. It's boring. It's it's, it's not something exciting. It gets boring. And when they uh, do
0: stupid things like that, hey, I got to check you for. Any type of illegal
1: substance you're that you're slowing you, it down even you're more. You're slowing it down even more. That
0: guy's and getting up and like I'm going to. And get now, it now there's
1: instant replay in baseball. Like if you haven't been watching baseball, doesn't even in the work last couple the years, right way. It doesn't. They don't use it at the right times at all. But that's neither here nor there. Anyways, moving on. Um, they got a one-on-one showdown tiebreaker. So there's this is a little bit longer, but basically there's you know there's no ties you know there's it's, there's no ties there's, somebody wins and there's no extra innings to play out. It's just they do a head to head format. Action. So you got a winner quickly. You know what I mean? Action. Um, there's no mound visits, which is great. Which is amazing. Keep it moving. You only got a two hour time limit, right? And here's here's probably my favorite rule of it all. If a fan catches a foul ball, it's an out. <laughs> That's I love dope. that rule. So like That's now it's so up dope. to the fan. If they catch the ball, like if they if they drop it, then fair game but if they actually catch it like those one-handed grabs when you're holding a baby in a beer
0: but imagine that in a playoff game for like the world series whatever that guy's not making it home Whatever, (laughs) whoever drops that ball is not making it home and look we saw steve bartman get like (laughs) poor guy killed for something similar to that bro come on imagine if that would if that out would have counted for them
1: right right but no man it's something that that the savannah i think it's a minor league team the savannah bananas or something like that yeah they you know they came up with those rules and it's something that i wouldn't mind seeing the major league teams adopt at least for like a weekend tournament or something like that you know a couple games like just change it up baseball don't
0: do stupid things don't do stupid things like check the pictures every five minutes because the the guy's nasty that's just dumb that's just dumb you know?
1: Yeah, that's just like in the NBA. Wasting time. Or in the NFL, whenever you have a nasty game, you go off. You know, so a receiver has, like, a 10-catch game for, like, 200 yards and two touchdowns. And that Monday, they're getting a drug test, you know? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> really, dude? Come on, man.
0: Give me really? a break. Come Give me, me on a freaking now. break. But, yeah, man, at least, look, we'll, the Marlins are going to be able to get those opportunities to those young players. Hopefully, none of our players have to be scrutinized to some freaking stupidity like that where they have to be checked and the game has to be slowed down. Or like eventually, Trevor, it's coming. Zach. It's They're coming. Too young. It's too com- young. It's still. too young. Do not mess with those kids like that, all right? Let those guys ride. And even my boy, <clears throat> excuse me, even my boy um, Trevor Rogers, T-Raw, my dog T-Raw. I like it. He's pitching tonight. I'm excited to see what he's going to do, but I don't want to see him subject to that either. Like, let him do his thing, right. that's it.
1: Yep. Uh, I'm with you, man.
0: But Yeah, man, anyways... At least we'll see what happens tonight. We'll see what happens tonight. Let's go Martins. Let's go Martins. And uh, this weekend, I'm sure you saw these fights. These there was was a couple of fights this weekend, man. Your boy Tank fought. Yeah, impressive
1: win. And then somebody that I didn't even know was fighting until Saturday. Lomachenko. Lomachenko. I mean, we didn't really talk about fights of the weekend. Yeah,
0: and we're gonna get into that bare knuckle shit, bro. I want to get your opinion on that. Talk a little bit about that. With with that Lomachenko fight, it was kind of weird. Because it Why? it wasn't super hyped up. Like, we knew he was going to fight. And guys that I talk boxing with, like Vic and stuff like that, we knew the fight was coming. And we knew that it was going to be a big fight for Lomachenko. Because I felt personally that Lomachenko had to come out here and dominate. Like, kick this guy's ass, knock him out, and really put a stamp on saying, like, yo, Teofimo got fucking lucky. And I could kick this guy's ass. I was He caught me on a bad day, and that's all it was. Mm. So, coming into this fight, I was like, damn, I wonder if he's going to look old or if he's going to look, like, rejuvenated. And he looked rejuvenated for the most part because he was very aggressive and he was very forward when it came to, like, throwing punches and and really trying to hurt his opponent. His opponent was uh, Japan's Masayoshi Nakatani. Wow, dude, you got that that first shot. You like that?
1: I've been fucking
0: working on my hooks on phonics, dog. I
1: see you, dog. Inglés sin barreras. All real. of that,
0: all of that, and you'll follow Portuguese, dumpling. <laughs> you'll follow, you'll follow. Um, but the fight was was really impressive for Lomachenko because he, he knocked, he took, te- he TK'd over him in the in the ninth round. So the fight went a little bit long, and you can tell that it was the first couple of rounds he was rusty. He was trying really hard, Loma, but he was, Lomachenko. Loma was rusty because it's when was the it last takes, time he fought. The last time he fought was Teofimo Lomas, which was more than like 10 months ago, bro. That's a long time. And he's used to being a champ. You're fighting all the time. All the time.
1: Yeah. Defending your belt. Defending the belt. Always always sparring, stuff. always in camps and damn over, over 10 months.
0: It's been close. It's been close to that. But that ring rust shit is real. And you can see it in the beginning of a fight, especially when it's an older fighter. But he was able to really put the pressure and really rock Nakatani with a lot of body shots. And I just felt like that kept slowing him down, slowing him down. So I feel like that's his game now, where he's learning that a little bit, maybe from Canelo, where he's working the body more with his opponents to be like, all right, let me weaken these guys up before I try to hit them with the knockout, right? With a knockout blow, you know what I mean. So let's see. He, he looked good immediately after he won. He called out uh, uh, Teofimo Lopez and was like, we got, unfinished. Back, boy. We, we got unfinished business, bro. Run
1: that thing back, huh?
0: You know, we got unfinished business. And I don't know if Teofimo really wants to fight him right now. Because Teofimo's last fight, A, it got canceled because he caught COVID, quote unquote. Sources say otherwise, but that's neither here nor there. And I just feel like he's ducking a lot of shit because. For what reason, though? Money. He wants to secure his contract. He wants to secure his future. So he's not willing to put himself at a risk where he may lose that belt. And then it's like, fuck, there goes your bargaining power. Mm. Especially against a guy like Lomachenko, which Lomachenko could walk into any promoter's office and be like, we're going to make this money or what. Right. And they're going to be like, yes, sir. Sign right here, please. Different story with Tio Fimo. Let's see. Let's see what happens. Teofimo, you know, he was heavy on social media, training, doing stupid shit with his dad and wanted to be on the show and this and that. Like, I don't know if he's going to be the same Teofimo Lopez. You feel me? Mm -hmm. I don't know if he's going to be the same Teofimo Lopez. But I want to switch it over to the Javante Davis knockout because him knocking out Mario Barrios was beyond impressive because I know that. Berrios is a dog. You know, like when it comes to these Mexican fighters, they are literally the toughest boxing opponents in the world. You literally have to knock them down, out, down, out, out, down, out, and then TKO them before they go down.
1: That's a lot, bro. Bro. That's a lot. You're asking.
0: Listen, listen. I know that Berrios got fucking rocked at least, at least 15 times within that fight because – a, this was Javante Davis' first fight at 140 pounds. So this, he was making his debut for this belt, right? Mm-hmm. Barrios is a taller fighter. He's five ten for that weight class. 140 pounds, five ten. He's a freaking giant in that division, and he looked like he was ready to go to war, and he was going to war because Javante was giving him big time blows to the body, to the head, hitting him with combinations, and Barrios was just he taking it,
1: fried, bro. Like he looked dude, agile, out homie. There. Homie. When he was putting it down, he looked he it, it looked like two different classes of boxer. Oh yes. Like you you could tell oh, yes. Tank, like in his last few fights, has like made some like crazy progress. And he's just built on it, bro. He's just built two on it. Two reasons time.
0: I think that's why he's that focused. Number one, he feels like he can make major, major bucks, right? When you get a guy like Mayweather behind you, you're gonna feel like you can make some money. Because you can fight on Mayweather promotions, not have to go anywhere else and continue to make money, work a deal with Floyd. And then, boom, your per, your profit and your percentages go through the roof automatically. That's number one. Number two, that weight division of 140, there's a lot of boxes in there yeah. that we've talked about on this podcast. It's a popular class. It's, it's a popular pop, weight. It's, it's a lot of fighters, championship caliber fighters. So if you really want to test yourself as a boxer, as a champion, and test yourself as a moneymaker, a pay-per-view seller, then those are the that's the division you want to be at. Javante Davis had a lot of questions about him coming into this fight. He answered all of them, even some of my questions, because I didn't really believe in his power at, that, at that weight. Now you not like him. Because he's a little dude. He's short. You know, he's short. And not to say that I don't like him. I do like him. But again, to carry that power when you're that high right. into that weight class, you have to show me, bro. He showed us. He showed us because he was putting a fucking beating on burials. He was really hitting him with some shots, hitting him in his face. His face was all bruised up. And he looked like a champ. More, more importantly, through all that, right? Because he got touched up a couple of times by Barrios. Barrios really had won some rounds. It was it was pretty close. The guys actually um, commentated on the fight had given like three or four rounds to Burials because again he was willing to fight. But Davis was just able to show that championship medal. Go out there, eleventh round, finish him, and and that's how it goes, man. And like I said, the most impressive part for me was his power. He still carried that power in that weight class, which is going to be a major factor when he faces those other guys, right? That 145 pounds or 147 or even at 140. And he can at least have in his mind, yo, I can do it at this level and I can still knock people out if I have to. No, if like, I have to get out of a fight.
1: I guess the issue for him is, you know, the point of diminishing returns, yeah. right? When it comes to that size, because if you it's only so big you can get when then you start losing speed. And that's what he has, right? It's like his biggest exactly. thing. So it's like, yeah, you might gain more power, but you're going to get slower in the process. And that's so you why really it was want that. That's
0: why it was super intriguing to see if he was going to be able to dominate at 147 with a taller opponent like a Miguel uh, Barrios, a Mario Barrios, who's, again, solidified in that division. He's held belts. like He's a champ. He's been in wars. He ain't no chump. He's not like he's just fighting a stepping stone to come into 140. He fought a real challenger, and he made him look bad. And he made himself look really good. I think Davis is up for a mega fight. Now, I don't know who it could be. Would, because who it be?
1: Who, because, who would you want to see?
0: Man, I, when you talk about that, I still want to see Spence and Crawford. That fight hasn't even happened yet. We can't even talk about that. I, so, I guess Davis could fight David Haney. Oh, I
1: guess. Okay. And then
0: those two guys can. But that shit needs to be like. Um, do you remember back in the days, bro, when Andre Ward was coming up and they had that Super 6 tournament? where they had six guys all, like, fighting individually for, like, the bells, and it was almost like a knockout tournament-type style. Nah, I don't Whatever. Recall. That shit was badass. It, it was sounds, called the Super 6. It
1: sounds like Mortal Kombat. Bro, it
0: was badass, badass, <laughs> badass, badass, badass. We saw a lot of real good fighters. Carl Brooke was in that. It was a lot of really good fighters in that Super 6. But my point being this. Something like that where it's a tournament where you can have six of the best fighters in that weight class all fight each other in some format— and be like, all right, this is a true pound for pound king. Of this division,
1: that sounds dope.
0: That's some shit that boxing needs, and I don't know if it'll ever happen. But that's I what it, I want to see. There's
1: way too many people, too much with the, too, their own interests, too and much they need to get their too pockets. Much. And no, there's no like the, it's not a team sport. Like boxing is so individualistic that that's you know they'll never come together if they do that because there's always gonna be that one guy that's like, oh, I bring in more views than you. I should I deserve to get a bigger pie, and, piece of the pie. And
0: even that happens even more so with the promotions because the boxers are like, you know what, fuck it, I don't care. We'll do sixty forty. I don't care we will do 40 i do not care just to kick your ass. I'll do 60-40. But the promoter is not going to do that. The promoter is going to be like, "Uh, I need to make 80%. You can make the 20% on the pay-per-view. And then I'll give you 60% of the gate. And you can. Nah, bro. That's, that's a lot of the negotiating that kills the contracts, kills the fights, kills the sport of boxing for fans like myself. And then even more so the casual fan because right, they don't even like get myself. to see. Yeah, like you that don't get to see major fights because some bullshit political reason. That's whack. Yeah. Boxing needs to get away that from shit that.
1: to figure it out. Baseball, you got work to do. Boxing, <laughs> you got work, work behind to do. Them, bro. Big
0: time, big time. They got big time work to do, bro. And we got to figure out if they can do it, actually. Because the, those boxing commissions are all full of shit. They're full of fucking corruption. And I don't know if we'll ever get a straight answer on that, you know?
1: What do you think is more corrupt, boxing or FIFA? Without a doubt, FIFA. <laughs>
0: Without a doubt, FIFA, we're yeah. talking about countries making money, yeah, guess, countries guess, making money for hosting a fucking
1: game. Yeah, yeah guess, FIFA is going to be when up you there. put it like that, that's, that's true. Billions of dollars, dog. That's, man, that's a good point.
0: Billions of dollars.
1: Yo, but that, those weren't the only fights that went down. I no. Know you talked about it a little bit earlier. Yes. I actually got invited to go. One of my homies had invited me. Um, I wasn't able to go. And uh, he went, though. He posted a couple of uh, fights on his story. and Dude, that, that bare knuckle boxing is getting, getting real, real popular. They're a bunch of savages, don't get me wrong, because, you know, the <laughs> the fact that you're bare-knuckle boxing is, is a little out there, but some, some crazy knockouts took place this past weekend, man. I don't know if you got the, a chance to catch any of that action.
0: Let me tell you, it was really rough to watch that. Not the fighting part. When these guys are fighting, it doesn't look that bad. Obviously, you could tell these guys are fucking each other up, but it doesn't look that bad. But the moment the round is over, or those that camera does like a little close up and you see this guy's face or this girl's face bruised up, cut up, bleeding all over. It's like, damn. These guys are really backyard brawling it, dog.
1: Dog, it's no no joke. It's, it's
0: no joke. It's I, not a joke. I don't a know joke. a
1: whole lot into the bare knuckle world. I know ex UFC fighter Paige Van Zant had a bare knuckle boxing you know match not too long ago. She
0: no, she's fighting again soon.
1: I, yeah, I think she's fighting again. Um, the the one guy from down here, Yuli, right? He fought that from night, Miami, got his ass kicked. Here. He hung he, in there. He's though. the main guy that I know about, and he had an impressive knockout. I think he had one of the fastest knockouts in, in his history last, in the last fight that he had. But yep. man. He got handled this past weekend. I don't know anything about the guy that, that took him down, but I, I saw from what I saw he you took know, a beat. You
0: do know about the guy. Do I? Thiago Alves. That was him? That was him.
1: Oh no shit. Yes, sir. Oh, you're right. That's my boy Jesse did did mention. Absolutely,
0: that. that was him. And then that's and, that's,
1: and, that's that's when you, that's the difference right there. That that's well, the ultimate difference.
0: Well, I said that Yuli got his ass kicked. He did. It's a bare knuckle fight. Yeah, but. But he hung in there with, and a fucking... with a pro professional fighter. Yeah. Right. A professional fighter. And on top of that, at one point, that guy was one of the deadliest men on earth. Yeah. So not only did he hang, he had Buddy worried. He had Buddy hurt. He had Thiago Alves like in some serious trouble in those early rounds. And he just wasn't able to, you know, close out the deal. But much respect. I saw he
1: got, he got dropped a couple times.
0: Yeah, man. But again, you're getting dropped by Thiago. Alves. Yeah, no,
1: 100%. Come on, man. 100%. But to see, it's crazy to see, you know, a guy like, like that. Like Yuli make that,
0: it to fight a guy like that.
1: Well, that, you know, from his whole story, right? How he right. came up and, you know, how he got to where he is now. And then just handling people on that circuit, right? Just left and right. It's kind of like, you know, the, the best college player. Going up to the you know the the pros and then it's like a whole different level of 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 athlete and competitor that you're going up against and it's like it's like oh shit, I kind of wasn't ready for this. It's not easy. It's not. It's not
0: easy and it's not easy to to watch. It wasn't easy to watch. It was really rough because like I said, these guys are doing some serious serious damage to themselves and it's different from boxing. You know, I had a homie, we were watching it at my brother's house and. Shout out to my dog, Raul. He was like, yo, it's." but I was like, damn, this shit's gruesome, you know? And he's like, ah, but it's kind of similar to boxing. I'm like, it is and it isn't. You know, it isn't because, A, the damage is that much quicker. They're fighting five rounds max and barely ever do those fights go five rounds just because of the damage, Mm -hmm. right? There's no way. There's no way a bare knuckle fight can go 12
1: rounds. No, no shot.
0: Absolutely not.
1: Just because, I mean, you don't have the padding on your hands to protect. You know, the gloves aren't so much just for your face as it is for your hands.
0: Absolutely, it's for your hands. Forget the the person's face. Right.
1: So that's my point. And then you know, your your knuckles are exposed, so you can cut people easier. You know, just the 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 way that you hit them, like the impact is uneven. Whereas you know, look at this girl's hands.
0: She won. Her hands are swollen beyond swollen beyond swollen her no, face is it's, okay it's ridiculous but she it's ridiculous how she fingers. has yeah you know that shit is is not made for everybody so anybody who steps in that ring and fights
1: mad respect <laughs> mad
0: respect mad respect off off rip that shit is not easy and it's a g- very gruesome like finished product let's say because the fight's over the guy's you know has his hand up he has a belt. But, again, his face is all fucked nah, it's,
1: up. It's definitely... Savage, entertaining, savage but me. it's
0: a savage, savage sport, yeah. bro.
1: We might have to go check one out. They got him at the Hard Rock. We might have to go check check one of those out. You know out me. I'm night.
0: plugged up, dog. All you got to do is ask. <laughs> all you got to do is ask, dog. No, we out there. Well,
1: do you got a plug for soccer?
0: I do. I do. Can I you gotta get, us, for can anything, get us
1: out for a match, bro? Because there's some shit going down. I mean, down right well,
0: now. unless you want to fly to South America, let's do it. Dollar plane tickets on you?
1: Nah, dog. I don't <laughs> know about that. Just put it on the sports <laughs> with the social. Oh yeah, account. for sure. Put it we on the, the line of credit that sports with social has with American. Airlines. You know, it's at a two million dollar you know? line of credit Min- off rip minimum.
0: Minimum, but no, Copa America has been really kicking kicking ass as far as the viewership goes, but the the drama has really been more in the Euros. The Euro started their round of 16 action.
1: Okay. So, yeah, I'm, I'm totally. All
0: right. So, out think of tournament loop, so style, to right? There explain
1: was, it to me like I'm five.
0: All right. So, so kind of like the Champions League format where you have all the teams broken into divisions, right? Okay. So, it's 14 yeah, in groupings. a bracket groupings, and
1: then those top two teams make it. Right. All right. So, so, everybody plays each other like once or twice or whatever. Right. And then it's a point system. And then it's
0: a point system.
1: So now... They're already through that group stage? They're
0: already through that group stage. So we're in the round of 16. Okay. Right? Denmark advanced. They beat Wales 4 zip on Saturday. Italy is probably the favorite to win it, in my opinion. They're one of the best all-around teams, and they've been playing really high-level soccer and showing it in the score. They end up winning dramatically against Austria 2-1. That game went into extra time. Then on Sunday, you had the Netherlands get upset by the Czech Republic. Again, a powerhouse that used to be Netherlands losing to a team like Czech Republic. who They invest in soccer, but not to that same level. It just shows you how tournament play can always like give you that little upset. Then you had Belgium survive against Portugal, which is crazy because Ronaldo has never been like out at this level. And this Damn. was the first year that he was out in the round of 16. Damn. He was not happy. Dude. I bet. I bet. Was not happy. And then today the drama started, right? So the first game of today was Spain versus Croatia. Now okay. Spain was the favorite. For first goal of the game. This game had eight goals in it.
1: Damn.
0: Yeah. And it wasn't even the game of the day. <laughs> yes, sir. Damn. It wasn't even the game Son. of the day. So Spain starts off on the wrong foot, right, on a back pass to the goalie. The goalie's eating shit. Doesn't really, you know, give it too much effort on literally like a 40-yard pass straight into the goal. So they're down one zip on their own goal. Great. They come back, tie it up. They're winning 3-1 against Croatia. They're cruising. Then enter about the 60th minute. Croatia starts to put together some attacks and and start to move forward and push the ball. They score a goal, and it's like, oh, shit, they, they might make it a game. Literally 40 seconds before extra time. These guys tie the game against Spain. 3-3? Three, 3-3. Three. Three, three. Heartbreak. Heartbreak all across that stadium because the Spain, Spaniard fans thought they had it. You know?
1: yeah, they took their, their foot off the gas. Croatian fans
0: are going nuts, <laughs> nuts in the stadium, right? Boom. Extra, extra time starts. No lie. Within seven or six minutes, the scapegoat. And I say the scapegoat because he's been shitted on a lot by his own countrymen. A lot of the fans of Spain, Spain football do not like him. They don't know why he's on the team. I personally have a little history with him because he played for Chelsea. We're talking about Alvaro Morata. And it's kind of whack because he was getting, like, death threats and shit like that. People were trying his wife and kids while they were attending the games with the other player wives and stuff like that. And he got the goal that ultimately put Spain into the next round. And it was really dope to see him score that goal and, like, point to the badge of Spain and be like, I do this for you guys. You guys can hate on me all you want, but I do this shit for you guys. So he got his redemption, and then they were able to solidify the game.
1: Wait, so do you like this guy? Do we no. like this guy? No, we, we don't, don't like this guy. We
0: don't like him. I just making like sure. Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but good for him, though, in that Good moment. for him. I'm glad he had his As moment. a human, I'm glad. And as a professional, like, athlete, I'm glad that he got that moment to be like, yo, you guys need to chill. Because when it goes in, it goes in. And life is bigger than this. You guys don't have to treat my family bad. You want to say shit to me? No problem. That's but, what, thing. They- you know, I got a wife and kids up there that just are there to support their Dude, husband. Soccer and hooligans die. are relentless, They're bro. relentless. They got no no love <laughs> lost In there, Spain,
1: bro. In Spain, bro, especially.
0: Yeah. And then we got to get to the game of the day, dog. So you have the champions from the last Euros, France, France playing against Switzerland. Little neutral Switzerland. <laughs> They're not a powerhouse. They've had traditional good teams, but nobody looks at Switzerland and be like, damn, they can give these guys some trouble. France is cruising. The game is 1-1 early, and then France just turns up the heat. Boom. They score two goals, then they score another one. They were down one zip. My fault. They were down one zip. Benzema scores two quick goals within 90 seconds to, like, put them up to one, and then, like, uh, Pogba hits a ridiculous goal from, like, fucking 35 yards, nasty top bins corner goal. And then everybody's like, "Well, France got this." Even myself, I was like, "Well, shit, I don't." The game's over for Switzerland. Well, so,
1: what was the score at that point then? Three, like to, three one. to one.
0: Three to one. Switzerland, again, little neutral Switzerland, not giving up. Gets into the 78th minute, and they get a goal back. And then they start to believe, and they're like, "Oh shit, we can we can do this." <laughs> like the legend that could. We can do this, and sure enough, like they did, like a water break because it gets hot over there or whatever. Oh, does it? Yeah, I guess. They were like a water break. You could see see the coach like literally fucking willing this team to give more energy. My man, one minute before the fucking game is over. One minute before the game is into extra time.
1: No, bro. You're setting up a movie right now, bro. Oh, yeah.
0: They tie the game. (laughs) devastation is the only, I don't know what the French word. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Okay. So in, in extra time back to it, devastation was written all over France's face. Devastation. I don't know what the French word is for devastation, but it was devastating. Now they got to recollect themselves to say, all right, we got an extra 30 minutes to play. We got to focus. They come out, guns are blazing in that first extra period. They put two shots on the crossbar. They have opportunities. They're getting pass after pass after pass, and Switzerland is just surviving. Second half story flips. Switzerland is like, well, if we're gonna go down, we're gonna go down swinging. They start to turn up the heat. Boom! Pushing, pushing, pushing. They hit the crossbar. They have like two or three counters. Nobody scores. France does some substitutions to get their best players in for the PKs. Right. So it's the game end of the game. So does Switzerland. Switzerland comes up first to the to the PK scores. Now, usually you save your best for last, so they all go. Everybody makes it. Pom, pam, 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 pam. So now Switzerland makes their fifth attempt. Now they're up one.
1: Wait, so they don't alternate?
0: Yeah, it starts Switzerland, then France. Yeah, okay. Switzerland, yeah, France, yeah, yeah. Switzerland, France. They, so they, they all, all made their four. No, no, no. First. They all made their four. Right. Each, Swiss each team made their four shots. Then it gets to the fifth. Switzerland knocks their down. Boom. Here comes Mbappe. World-class. Literally one of the youngest, greatest players that I've ever faced is like earth when it comes to soccer.
1: He's, He's nasty.
0: Automatic. This guy's nasty. Beyond nasty. Gets his shit blocked. And the goalie for Switzerland was so shocked that. There wasn't like a penalty or a foul or something like that, that he just stood in the middle of the goal, like looking around, like at all the refs, like, Hey, is everything okay? Are we, this, this <laughs> Are we this good? This, this, is this a block? Does this count? <laughs> and as soon as the, like he saw the ref putting the whistle to his mouth to blow the game over, he starts running like a freaking chicken with no head, bro. And he's just going into the corner, like pulling on his shirt and everybody's mobbing. And again, Devastation was all up on France's face. Jeez, devastation. They lost
1: on the final kick from their best player. Yep.
0: So now you have the wow. champs out, one of the favorites out in Portugal.
1: Oh, and this is how you say devastation in French, by the way. Go ahead. Oh, wait, hold on. Uh, I got to do it on.
0: Here. Uh, the, yeah, Bapo. You're 0 for 2. Huh? Devastation. One more time in English? <laughs> devastation. That's the one. There you go. That's what was written. <laughs> it's
1: pretty much the same exact thing. The same thing on their
0: <laughs> face and
1: Damn, yeah, rightfully so man that's a that's heartbreaking right absolutely there. that's heartbreaking and right then there. it wraps up the, tomorrow but you know what or today they're a bunch of cowards anyway cowards. so screw friends <laughs> yeah <laughs> cowards <I said> it. <laughs>
0: uh tomorrow we got two heavyweights going at it we got england versus germany or today has the time as you guys are listening to this today on tuesday we got england versus germany and we got sweden versus ukraine To make it into the the quarterfinals. See who makes it out of those guys. Spain survives. They'll play Switzerland. Belgium's playing Italy. That's another heavyweight Uh, matchup. That's going to be on Friday. And then on Saturday, they got Czech Republic versus Denmark, which is obviously dope to see both of those guys going at it for a chance to move forward in the tournament. And then it's either going to be England or Germany versus Sweden or Ukraine. All right,
1: let's, let's make this interesting then. Go ahead. So give me the first match again.
0: The first one is going to be, well, tomorrow's or today, quote-unquote, match is, doesn't count. we got to see who, who makes it. That's England versus Germany. So put England, Germany. And then you got after that, Sweden, Ukraine.
1: Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm hold here on. for you, bro. England and Germany. Who are you taking? I'm taking the Germans. You're taking the Germans. Yep. Uh, Let's see. Let's see. Don't
0: be afraid to take the Germans. I, too, I have dog. no <laughs> idea.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna go Germany. I'm gonna go Germany on that. I yeah. feel like
0: England hasn't been playing that well.
1: Yeah, though. I kind of, I, I kind of feel like that would be the case. All right, what's the next one?
0: The next one is Sweden versus Ukraine.
1: I'm gonna say whoever
0: you pick, I'm picking the opposite.
1: All right, I'm, I'm gonna go with Sweden then. Then I'm taking Ukraine for the super upset. <laughs> I like it. I like it.
0: What else we got? Then. The Friday, we got Switzerland versus Spain.
1: Ooh, uh, I'm gonna go Spain. I'm Spain. going Switzerland. Wow, are you just doing that for the show? They're gonna, really that, they're
0: that? Cinderella right now.
1: You like that? You're yep. to ride that wave? Yep. All right, I'm gonna go with my home country. You know, I gotta go. With Spain. I
0: feel you. Then we got Belgium versus Italy.
1: Belgium versus Italy. Right. Uh, I think I'm gonna go Belgium there. Belgium. I think so.
0: I th- I'm going to stick with the favorites. Can I'm sticking with Italy? Italy. I'm sticking with the favorites.
1: Uh, they should stick to pizza. That's all they know. I mean, they're pretty good at that. Yeah. Can't even lie. I'm going to go Belgium. <laughs> they invented uh, chicken and waffles. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. That was I Dutch. I guess. Uh, what else?
0: Then the next game after that is Czech Republic versus Denmark.
1: Czech.
0: I'm sticking with Denmark on that one.
1: Denmark. Yeah, Denmark. Yeah. I'm going to go Denmark on that, too. Yeah and what else we got
0: Then to wrap it up it's going to be the winner of England versus Germany versus the winner versus of Sweden versus Ukraine
1: Uh okay so one of those so I guess we can wait on that right Yeah cuz we don't know who's going to go where We don't know we'll but put it on the live It says all right so hold on on that we both took Germany actually
0: So hopefully Germany and advances
1: then, And then the winner plays against uh who is it against Czech and Denmark Yep So I'm gonna say Germany wins out of that. Okay. all that. Right. <laughs> they probably will. They
0: probably we'll will. They probably see how we do next week. They probably will. Yeah, man, it's it's pretty cool. And, and the Copa America is also getting close to getting past the group stage. There's some games tonight that's left. I think there's games. Uh, yeah, tonight. And then this is the last match day before they start into the quarterfinals. Um, Brazil and Peru they already locked in their spots uh, on Friday. Colombia already locked in their spot. Ecuador locked in their spot. Peru is going to – it actually sucks because Brazil being the top, they're going to get the lower seed bracket. They're going to play whoever comes in fourth of that bracket. And then Peru, again, because they won the bracket, they came in second place, they're going to play the third-place team. But it's kind of going to be rough for Colombia because they're going to play the runners-up, and then Ecuador is going to play the winner of Group A. So mm. those two matchups are going to be really tough for both Colombia and Ecuador because they're not going to get a, a cakewalk oh, game yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. And luckily for them, they won't be playing a, a Peru who's on fire right now or Brazil that's on fire right now. They might be able to avoid a Uruguay or Argentina. Everybody wants to avoid one of those teams. So let's see, man, that that draw is going to be tough because I feel like the the heavy favorites are still in that tournament. You know, you got Peru there, you got Brazil there, you got Argentina there, you got uh, Colombia, Chile is still a threat. Those countries are like the Usually the heavy favorites. Obviously, Brazil and and Argentina are going to be heavier favorites than most. Right. But the quality of those teams are still there. So it's really anybody's game. And we've seen the upsets already happen across the pond in Europe. So this type of tournament shit is really exciting because it it happens so fast. And the game's just bring that excitement because it's winter home
1: yeah and dude march madness you know any of these soccer tournaments i, I just love golf when you do the match plays yes. like dude just something yes. about those group like tournament things like tournament events that just makes it that much more exciting
0: like for instance the college of uh, the world series college of baseball even in the softball you know you see those those college teams and those girls are freaking giving it they're all and it's like every game is like 11 to 10 you're like oh shit is lsu gonna pull this off or what and it's, you know and people watch it same mm-hmm. thing with the ncaa tournament people Even watch the that.
1: little league world series the people kids. watch
0: it love tournaments love I to love see that little aspect yeah man that aspect of win and go home it creates so many good storylines obviously oh, the there's story sad stories days, and stuff like right. that because when the teams lose or whatever yeah. but it's still a good storyline for the entertainment that sports brings bro it's amazing it's amazing um something else that you mentioned that i want to bring up before we wrap up the podcast what's that we talked about, like, elimination games, and tonight we're probably going to see a little bit of the elimination game mm-hmm. between Phoenix and L.A. And I would—I just wanted to get your thoughts on the series as itself. Did you feel like Phoenix has
1: completely outclassed? Well, I just want to, first and foremost, I, I think they will complete the gentleman's sweep. Yep. And I will throw this out there. Somebody at this table had Phoenix in five. I just will say that.
0: It could have been a guy wearing a black shirt, but I'm just gonna say nobody that. knows who's wearing a black that, shirt. Neither here nor there.
1: That's the problem with us not being on YouTube. Just
0: yes, here, just yet,
1: my man. But um, yeah, I think they're gonna get it done, man. You know, it's funny we talked about it a little bit already that you know Chris Paul knows job's not done yet. Job's not done because he's one of the only people to be To in that, take that bad bad that situation. L. Yeah, man. And oh. he's, he's he's been in three one positions before and he's lost them. So one more one more game to to make it happen. But I think without Kawhi, I think you know. Kawhi not being in that series definitely changed the outcome of that series. Ultimately, he is the best player on that team, and without sure. him, it's just it's just tough, man. So um, we we like Phoenix, man. I really like Phoenix. I really hope they can close it out tonight and just you know take take as long as they need until either Atlanta or or Milwaukee you know figures it out on their end over there. So
0: yeah, man. It's 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 interesting interesting that we saw Phoenix really go without their star in Chris Paul. And win games, which is impressive. It's impressive because we everybody knows that he's the engine, right? And seeing him be out, it's like, oh shit, what's gonna happen? Bah, bah, bah. But they've really held their own, man. and and a lot of those young players have stepped up for Phoenix. And I think it's a great storyline for that city and that franchise to make a finals, and for CP3 to make his first finals with a team like that that's had great point guards like we talked about with Kevin Johnson and and good guards like um, Dan Marley and stuff like that. I would really want to see Phoenix win, man. I really want to see Phoenix win just for that aspect, and they're going to be able to finish it tonight, bro. I got a real strong feeling that they're going to do that. Uh, Paul George is in his own head. Kawhi is not coming back. Trash. I just saw that Zubac is out for the game. They're they're running on fumes. Yeah, Clips bro. are running on fumes, and it sucks because Still maybe them, they're done. They're done, bro. They're done. Maybe I don't know if another team would have gave them a better would have gave the Suns a better run for their money in this series. I just felt like Phoenix was the out-and-out out favorite versus anybody that would have came out in the West. Yep, yep. So. Like, hands-down favorites.
1: And I think we're on the same page there, but what about it, in the East, though? Man, What's going on there?
0: I, you know, I tweeted this the other day. If you're not following me on Twitter, it's at back. I definitely follow back. But I was tweeting that I really think Chris Middleton has been – a more critical player than Giannis has for the Bucks,
1: Bro. Like, you know, more clutch. I hate Kendrick Perkins mm-hmm. everything about him as a player, as a now analyst that he's trying Quote to be, unquote. right? Um, but he did say something to that extent, kind of what your your sentiments are there, that, you know, that uh, Middleton is the actual all-star of that group and it's not Giannis. Giannis is the second to him. I, I totally get it, man. I totally get it. What what Middleton has been able to do in the last two years, two, three years, as as not just a sharpshooter, but a facilitator of the ball, as as a defensive, uh, you know, presence, absolutely, and, and all around, like putting the team on his back in critical moments, dude. I give I give it to Middleton. That's Middleton's team more than Giannis's. Giannis just has the the, the, name. Mo- the moniker, right? He, he's the Greek freak. Middleton, nothing really rhymes with that. <laughs> like, yeah, he, he's got that going <laughs> against them. Like, what are you gonna? <laughs> don't get me
0: Don't get me wrong. Like Giannis is still super important. He's like, come on, an yeah, MVP but, candidate. But all now, this bro, stuff. I think we're starting to but, see it's a
1: lot more of smoke and mirrors.
0: Not necessarily smoke and mirrors, but you don't have that. The dude can't shoot free throws, bro. But that's what I was gonna point to. He doesn't have that clutch gene. Like, I'll put it to you like this the Bucks don't get past the heat if Chris Middleton doesn't fucking kill us in back to back games. In game three, when we were making that comeback, he killed us. It wasn't it wasn't Giannis, it was Chris Middleton. Yeah. In game four, when we got swept, guess who led the comeback? Middleton. Middleton. And every round, it's been Middleton to be like, yo, I got to squash this. I got to kill these guys. Yeah. I got to squash this. I got to kill these guys. It's been him. It he hasn't takes been over. He takes over. Yeah, exactly. And and I'm glad you pointed out his defensive attributes because he's done that for as long as he's been in the NBA. And now that he's getting that recognition, is dope. It's dope because he should be the quote-unquote main guy in Milwaukee. Yeah. Not to say that, you know— it's like a one and two, or he's Batman and Giannis is Robin. Nah, no, it's a 1A, 1B. But you really got to give Middleton his props because he's uplifted that team and carried them on their back. He yeah. had 14 points in that fourth quarter the other day to to beat Atlanta in game three. And they needed that game to just, just to get home court advantage back. Right. Because Atlanta got that first game on the road.
1: Yeah, so they take the lead down the series 2-1. And in that game, more importantly, Trey Young went down after nice tripping Trey. on on the uh, the referee's, like he, he stepped on the referee's foot. The referee was standing out of bounds, and Trey went to like take yeah, a step, step back, back to gather to get back on defense, and he ended up just rolling his ankle on the referee's foot, which sucked. He played the rest of the game, but you can tell he wasn't on nah, there. he wasn't there. Do you think that's a concern moving forward for that? Absolutely. For
0: Absolutely. He's he's not a Chris Paul where he can still motivate the team to with itself to get a game. If, if Trey Young is not there, Atlanta has no shot. Straight up. They have no shot. Because even in games that he's played bad, right? Even in games that he's played bad, he's done things that creates other chances, right? That gets open shots, that gets open looks and stuff like that. And he needs to be on the floor for that team to win. There's no way they're gonna be able to handle a fully loaded Bucks team without Trey Young. Yeah. And I was gonna ask you, you think since his name is Ice Trey, you think he has a sponsorship? for those ice bags or you think he's just rocking the old school blue one that your grandma <laughs> had under the sink
1: yeah. you know which one i'm talking he probably about. has a little bit higher tech version of those you don't think he has that blue one you that abuela like gave a, i gave pat- a patented ice tray like, i'm just
0: saying for sure his abuela was like ah i mean <laughs> really i didn't know he had a, a hispanic, I'm I'm, <laughs> hispanic grandma. the same he... It's like come here baby i'm gonna <laughs> put this ice on I know you're hurting, baby. Put this ice on. Grandma, going to make it okay.
1: For <laughs> sure. For sure. Probably, dude. There's no doubt. Probably. He's going to need to put some ice on that ankle nah, and get nah. back in this bitch. I'll tell you what. If he doesn't and he doesn't come
0: nah, back for game four, done. this shit's a wrap. And they're done. It's a wrap because –
1: That's like if Middleton goes down. Yeah. For the Bucks, Oof, Man, know? let so. me tell
0: you. That would probably be more devastating because I don't think Giannis' free throws, like you said, could – could hang with that bro, um, that guy's a choker he's ridiculous. a he's a little bit away from being a ben simmons and we know that that shit oh, ain't good boy. for
1: nobody bro nah he's he's still better than ben he, yeah, he, for sure. yeah for sure for sure for sure
0: but free throws wise those guys are on the same page God, bro. that shit sucks
1: i mean if you're not making free throws you got to be dominating like Shaq, putting up 20 and 20 and right. shit body motherfuckers you know with mean? at least 12 dunks no <laughs> shots on, 12
0: dunks come on son. that's vintage Shaq for sure yo it's time to wrap this up my dog <laughs> Let's go grab Nothing that drink at Grail's.
1: Oh, yeah. You know, your boy thirsty after a long, Absolutely. long hour of talking. And
0: Grail's is a spot. That's the spot you guys need to go to July 10th. We're going to have the link up very soon so you guys can make your reservation and join us for UFC 264 live Saturday, July 10th at Grail's Sports Bar in Winwood. Trust me, it's going to be a vibe. Joel, another one's in the books, dog.
1: That's it, bro. You know how we do. Absolutely. Week week in and week out, bringing them the best.
0: Absolutely. Go follow us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Sports with SoSo. Make sure you guys are subscribed to the podcast, Spotify, uh, Google, YouTube, iTunes. We're we're on on everything.
1: iTunes. Rate and review, baby. We need them. We need that. And more importantly, baby, tell a a friend. To tell a friend. tell another friend. To
0: tell another friend about this dope-ass podcast we got going on in Miami. I'm telling you guys, nobody is doing sports podcasts like we're doing sports podcasts. Continue to tune in. We got big events happening, and we got giveaways planned. Shh. Don't tell nobody. Shh. Under wraps, baby. Stay tuned, y'all. It's coming. Until next time. Peace. Peace.